This is Alan. This is Brandon. And welcome to D6 Minutes, the companion podcast to Dice Over Everything, where we choose a bunch of topics and talk about them for as long as the dice decide. All right. So speaking of how hard you've been working, what have you been up to this week for hobby stuff? Three minutes. That would be easy. Did I mention how hard I was working? Well, now I did. So I've been working mm-hmm. quite hard on my miniature stuff. Um, I So I cleared out basically all my backlog for my Infinity Yujing uh, Invincible stuff. So I did that a while ago. So I've been working on trying to get rid of a whole bunch of this random like uh, Frostgrave stuff that was on my table for the longest time. And Just I like finally... What? Like monsters oh, for monsters for Frostgrave or like no, there's like there's a couple of models. I think I mentioned that uh, I didn't actually have two rangers and I wanted two rangers in my army list, so I had a guy with a crossbow. And you're like, oh, that's stupid. You just never crossbow. And I took that to heart, so I went out and bought uh, a giant box of Zombie Side, uh, one of the the big expansions, because all of my my. Frostgrave Warband, my current one, are Zombicide Black Plague models. So I had to go find this box for which had like a whole bunch of uh, other random miniatures, uh, just because it had one good Ranger model. Mm. So I, I I finished painting that one up, uh, and then I also ended up getting like a good item for a Javelinier, and I didn't have one of those. So I kind of broke my all Zombicide Black Plague kind of thing because I'm I haven't seen a zombie side black plague with with uh, javelin. Uh so got to go to D&D menus. Uh, anyway. Yeah, exactly. So I just bought a, a I just had a, like a, a barbarian, I converted it to having um a javelin and a bunch of javelins and uh I painted that one up too. Yeah, this this so, is why you go and buy those cheap nosers and WizKids D&D figures and you're just like I just want a weapon from that one. And then you cut the weapon <laughs> off and you throw it away. Yeah, I was thinking about just putting it onto one. I do, it's not just zombie side story. It's it's all of these that Simon type of art style, which is like a cartoony style. Yeah. Uh, so I do have like massive darkness models, and I was going to convert a couple of the, my massive darkness models into uh, javelinier, but I just like this barbarian that I had lying around, which is plastic uh, more. So I just converted him, and it looks fine. He looks similar, a little bit different, but it, it's fine. It works. So how about you? Yeah, so I was at the cottage and just got back, but of course, because having time on my hands, I did do miniature stuff, just not painting. So I actually built yeah. a bunch of Raging Heroes Void Elves over cool. the last two days. So I built both. So you got them? They did arrive, yes. Cool. So I've been building those. They're they're very detailed and also very fiddly. So. Uh-huh. Are they resin or metal? They are all resin. Okay. Pretty nice quality resin, too. So. I actually... I actually like resin as long as they don't break. <laughs> because resin has a little bit of give, right? So as, as gaming mm-hmm. miniatures, um, they're less likely to scratch in transportation, although they are more likely to break depending on the sculpt, right? So I broke a tiny piece off. It's not going back on. It's, just all, <laughs> it's fiddly, like I said. Anyway, you got to green stuff that stuff and replace it. Turn into metal. Make a little, use a little razor blade to replace whatever kind of thing broke off. I think it was even smaller than a paperclip. <laughs> Anyhow, on to our other topics of the week. All right. Should I, should I start off this one or you want to go? Sure. You want to start mm-hmm. off? Go ahead. Okay. I think in the last ones you've been mentioning, you've been working on some dioramas. 
Harry Potter ones. And there was one interesting cave one, which got me thinking from other stuff I've been painting lately differently. What colors are good for painting rocks that are sort of non-traditional, but actually like feel like rocks, like something other than gray and brown that actually looks like rock, but it's just really interesting. Uh, one minute. Mm-hmm. Right. Um, basically any colors. Rocks come in all different colors. So you have pink, which is, is actually kind of quite a popular kind of splash color. Uh, yellows, you know, limestone, stuff like that. It's very, very common. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then the big thing is, like, if you look at rocks, they have all sorts of different colors. I don't know if you've ever gone, you know, caving or or if you've ever just gone on the, the, the Canadian Shield. We live in Ontario, right? And you see the kind of rocks. They're, like, all different colors, right? Uh, so you don't just have to stick to the the plain gray, and oftentimes they make it one color of gray, but that's not really how rocks are like, right? No. If you look at natural rock, it is even if you there is gray, there's dark gray, there's black, there's all these different like there's blue gray, there's just like every single color uh, under the not every single color. There's not like a deep red, but like any kind of washed out colors are are in there. Yeah, I guess we only one, have one minute. But I've been finding green's actually been really interesting for doing rocks. If you don't have a lot of like greenery around it, if your base has like other colors, you can just throw in mm-hmm. green as a rock. And when you when you wash so, it, and so dry I don't brush really it, find technically there's there's not really that much green in actual rock. Mm-hmm. But often in rock, there's moss, which is very synonymous together, which is perfect for green. Mm-hmm. All right, cool. All right. Next question. So, uh, my question is, what does it take to try out a game your friend suggests? Three minutes. I guess the first thing is how hard the rules are. Like, if the rules are pretty easy and you can read through, like, a 10-page booklet, as far as I'm concerned, I'm willing to try a game like that. So, Mm -hmm. I think it's mostly just around how much you want to to learn for the game and as, are we talking about if they bring the figures or you bring the figures is that part of it oh yeah it absolutely is part of it because if you bring your own figures then you've got to i've got to really think the figures Such are a cool. big lift yeah it's true like if they're asking you to get into the game like with them and they're asking you to buy your own figures because let's say it's a giant kind of force. It's actually a really big lift. So I feel like even in small, even in like random other games, if you want to get your friend in, mm-hmm. you probably want to have two armies. Now this also means that it's very very hard to convince your friends to get into giant games like 40k or like the mass battle ones, but. Yes, those are hard to get to get your friends into. And even if they like the game, it's a much bigger lift because it costs a lot more. Whereas if you play something like a skirmish game, having two armies is not that bad. Uh, you could even have one that is like not painted, right? If you're just trying to get the get your friend in, with a hint to try to say, hey, if you like this game, why don't you take these minis and paint them up? You like these guys? So these are a little, a bunch of little tricks you can do to, to try to get you in. But for me, I feel like having the minis there and having the, the person know the rules, I think, are, are, are the biggest things. I'm actually pretty up for trying anything, even, like, games that I would never really try. Like, I'm willing to try anything, almost anything, one time, as long as it's no skin off my back. So bring the oh, minis. Yeah. 
I can serve do the rules so that I don't have to to read them. Mm-hmm. Um, I think that that really helps, and it's really helped me when I've done that to try to get other people to try stuff. Yeah, if the other person already knows the rules, it's a big deal because then it's not just on you to read the rule book in like super detail and really understand it. If you have a gist of it mm-hmm. by reading the rule book over quickly, then it's fine that you can play with somebody. But yeah, yeah, I feel like. Um, if there are online, if you if you've convinced your your friend to like try it out, if you really like or or they're on the table, send them like videos of the gameplay or how to play. Mm-hmm. That really really helps to get them over the edge. Cause I don't know, especially if your friends are not already into these kind of games. Like I'm not just talking about miniature games, but board games as well, which is where I have most of my uh, experience in this. Um, they often are don't like reading rules whereas for me i love reading rules i literally buy rule books just to read them and never play them uh so for me it's fine but for for a lot of other people um i just have to know the rules inside and out and then send them a small video and hopefully they watch that yeah we could, we could probably speaking do an, of which yep we could probably do an entire topic on just getting other people into games but that was that yep. was our three yeah, minutes on, of which, on that oh, not quite nope. well i guess we filled it out with saying well, we've talked about that. We filled it up with preamble and and postamble without actually filling it out. But you know what? That counts. It's too too deep. Talk, <laughs> talking too deep. about finishing talking about. We have pretty much finished talking about it. It's almost there. Oh, oh it's there. Oh. <laughs> no, we haven't. Yeah. We haven't finished. No, 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 we finished it like like 30 seconds ago. I'm just saying that we finished the last 15 seconds. Um, just talking about how we fit it. We're, we're almost done. Oh, we it's did. Key. It's key. All right. <laughs> just, just talking about talking talking about it. Yeah, that's, that's fine. Co- having conversations about conversations. It's totally, totally Suck normal. Suck mm-hmm. All right. So back to the those diorama things you were doing. Mm-hmm. I think this should be an easy one. What's the right size for a diorama? Just quick. What's the right size for a diorama? One yeah. minute. Uh-oh, got to keep... All right, you go first, because uh, you, you built the most recent dioramas. Um, I don't think it should be that big. The bigger it is, the the, the more mesh it is, it is, and the harder it is to get done. So I'd, I'd be like a six by six by eight is probably fine. So what is that? Six by eight is like... 150 40... by 200? 66 by 8 by 6. So so multiply in, in terms of inches. So multiply those all together, and that's roughly the cubic space you want, and you can change the, the general spacing. You can you can rotate it on the side. It can be 8 inches tall, but then 6 by 6 inches on the base. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so you can rotate it. Like, I found the, the long, um, what do you call it? The long book nooks are fine. Mm-hmm. But how about you? What do you think? Yeah, I think I would agree with that, because any bigger, it just becomes, A, there's way too much to paint, and B, it's just too hard to store. So I think I think you want to put a lot of good work into your diorama and just keep it small. But make sure you do have vertical elements to it. Don't just don't just keep it flat. You do want that. You yeah, do I want think that, so. You do want the height element to it, which is part of the size. Yeah. All right. I'll, not just the background. Mm-hmm. Let's do this But That's 288 square inches. Cool. Sorry, cubic inches. You're going to build a long, long diorama? 288 cubic inches, yep. 
You can build a 288 inch long diorama. One, yes, you one can. If one. it's only one inch, <laughs> it's a stick. One inch long, it's not so you bad. can build a stick diorama. Okay, yeah. sure. It's a little train that goes all the way across. Mm-hmm. Okay, should I go for another one? Or you want to go for one? Sure, I can go. This is probably our last one. Unless it's one minute. Um, so, there's a bunch of uh, GW products that have uh, released uh, recently, and it's been be thought like. We haven't really – we got a little bit into to Necromunda, but um, I was wondering what was the last GW product that really piqued your interest? Four minutes. Oh, which GW product? I've bought a lot of GW alternative stuff in the last week, so this is actually a pretty hard question. And I think I mentioned – Oh, really? Yeah. But that's not really GW product. No, no, like, it's not. Exactly. It didn't pique my interest. So – I think the and, and I you don't have to choose things that you know your friends dragged you along. Like I'm not sure if Necromunda really made you interested or not, and it was just like oh, I'll try it out. I'll try it out because it was an interesting painting experiment, interesting to try and see if we can see if it was any good compared to the other games. But the I think the Chaos Cultists that were in Blackstone Fortress and they came up by themselves as an individual pack. Interesting. I really like those ones, even though they're stubby. And mm-hmm. that really bothers me, but for some reason they've seemed to have pulled that one off really well, and I would want to use them for something if we kept playing Necromunda, basically. But we'll have to see if we mm-hmm. keep playing Necromunda and it's worth even possessing them. Yeah. Okay. Um, so for me... Hmm. I'm, trying, yeah, I'm just thinking of what I would want, and that's what I would actually want. Yeah, so the last models that I liked were the Orc, uh, the new Monopose Orc line infantry that were released around the 40k uh, Orcs Codex, which was last year, I think. Uh, just the Orcs, like the, the, the war boss and all was okay. All of the, the, the guys on dinosaurs were terrible, in my opinion. They looked like crap. The Squigosaurus, but really? the actual just monopose line infantry look really good. I actually still have them, but I just haven't assembled and painted them. I really, really liked those. We're oh, talking actually, was yeah, that came out after the kill team, the new kill team guys. So yeah, we're I talking think. about 40k, right? Yes, I think those were the last miniatures that I liked. Um, I guess the new Warcry. No, none of these other games. I guess there's the old Kill Team, like the Kill Team uh, Mark II set that came out. I I like the orcs for that one, but I think that came out before the other orcs. I could just like really like orcs, I guess. Mm-hmm. So all the other stuff, like I guess technically, no, I guess it was Necromunda's older because I actually liked the. I was always interested in Necromunda, and we finally tried it out. But that's technically an older product. So all of their new stuff has kind of fallen down flat to me, especially their their new new stuff. Like the the Warcry new models kind of look ugly. The idea of the the gameplay, having played the first one, it just there's not enough movement in that game for it to be interesting, in my opinion. Like there's not a yeah there's not enough actual maneuvering on the battlefield. Uh, so I'm not really that interested in the second one. 
Yeah, I mean, because we could have used those cigarettes for Frostgrave, but I definitely I didn't jump on wanting to yeah. buy any of them. It actually had quite a lot of large releases, but it's just just I just like the orc models. So I guess right now, like I, I consider them just a. Uh, none of their games are interesting to me. It's just certain models and models that are okay, even if they are uh, kind of squat and uh, non-human scale, like pumpkin head scale. Um, yeah, things that look fun if they're a bit cartoony. Yeah, exactly. Like that's why the orcs I think look look fun and good, even if they don't match the art because their heads are too big. <laughs> they still that's, look fun. That's probably why I haven't pulled the trigger on those chaos cultists because they they suffer from the stubby heroic thing, but their whole costumes are really good. Anyhow. Yeah. And there's so I don't think we're done, right? No, we got like a couple minutes. We can talk about talking about stuff to fill out the rest of the time. <laughs> mm-hmm. Talk about talking about GW. I don't know. I just feel like a lot of the miniatures, like, I, I looked at Artel, which makes a, a off-brand, a whole bunch of off-brand GW stuff. Their stuff looks so looks so much better just because, you know, they're true scale. Do you think like, their orcs look better, though, than GW orcs? Because they have a lot of orcs in their Their orcs are really nice. They have this, like, pirate orcs and these, like, uh, what do you call it? Like, uh, sticky orcs. They look really good, honestly. Yeah, I was looking for third-party... They look more like the art. I was looking for third-party Necrons from them, but they didn't have anything in that that line. Anyhow. Mm. Yeah, so I think we basically filled out the time i guess the issue is that we're not that into gw anymore i'm just surprised because there's been a lot of stuff releasing and i'm just wondering if there's any kind of things that that piqued your interest like there was the one sculpt war cry horse heresy all this kind of stuff because they still I have... even like uh blood bowl less they ha- they're releasing all this new blood bowl stuff and i'm like this is less cool than the base game mm-hmm. and there seems to be all of this from from the top. There seems to be all of this like um, hero hammer in Blood Bowl, where you can buy star players and run them in your army list. I'm like, that's lame. Yeah, they've been coming up with a lot of that lately. Yeah, that's not very sports like. Yeah, you got to build up your team. It's a campaign-based game. Exactly, and then your characters are supposed to, through luck and not getting destroyed, they just build up a lot of awesome skills and become awesome. Oh, well. Mm. All right. So that's basically it. Um, This has been D6 Minutes. Uh, If you have any questions that you want us to answer or you were... uh, uh, didn't like any of the answers that we've given today, uh, give us a shout. Contact us at contact at diceovereverything.com. Yep, or find us on Facebook or Dice Over Everything. This has been Alan. Yeah, it's been Brandon. Bye.